Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Welcome to episode 119 of the Caribbean Millennials podcast. Uh, hope everyone is doing well. Uh, we have a thrilling episode for you guys today, and we actually have a guest with us. Um, we are happy to have uh, Didi Beck with us today from Jamaica. Didi, say hey. Hi, I'm really happy to be here. Um, Didi is actually an old friend of mine back from boarding school. We met when we were like 16, 17 years old. And at the time I met her, I just knew she was a creative genius, right? At the time, uh, she was killing her academics as well as just crocheting bikinis and like had already had a whole fashion show. Um, she was super creative, even with her writing and art. I even remember randomly doing like a photo shoot for her, like as like a Grecian goddess. Do you kind of remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, I always knew as just kind of oozing creativity and um, I'm so happy to be able to reconnect with you um, today on this podcast to talk a little bit about um, what you've been doing. So um, for the podcast, Didi is actually a filmmaker. She's based in Jamaica where she was born and raised. But one of the main reasons we wanted her here, not only just for her skills and talents in film, but what she chooses to focus her film. She's our resident ghostbuster. Exactly. <laughs> our Caribbean and mysteries. Yes. <laughs> and, um, like Who a you Danny. Gonna call her? <laughs> Me. <laughs> um, like Adani um, wanted to write when we were talking about this, Adani said, um, Duppy Conqueror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, had she had me on that episode for a moment about like the guy who drove the tractor over the grave. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, he died. And the guy's like, ah, JK, he didn't die. I was like, nah. It reminds me of a similar one we have on. Yeah. So before we get into all of it, Diddy has um, done a phenomenal job and started um, creating these videos that I believe are at least three episodes now are on YouTube. Um, yes. That have kind of documented, like, I guess you did your bachelor's in journalism, right? I did my master's in journalism. Uh, my bad, sorry. sorry <laughs> um, that shit, yeah. yeah, but she's a storyteller, evidently. And in these YouTube videos, you can really see her like skill set where she goes and kind of either debunks or tells stories about ghosts. So, or duppies, whatever you call them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess... To start, so we will link um, her YouTube profile in the um, show notes. But also, she recently did a short film, and it's all called "Or in the Family of Like High Strangeness." Mm -hmm. So um, you can either check out the link in the description or um, look up "High Strangeness Diddy Beck," and you'll find it. So Diddy, 
How did you become a Ghostbuster? That is my favorite question. <laughs> How did I become a Ghostbuster? Um, well, that's always been my life experience. So <laughs> um, I've always seen ghosts. I've always experienced them. I didn't realize it was not like a universal experience until like kind of embarrassingly late because, you know, I just they were always just things I had experienced as a kid. Um, I didn't always tell people about it because it was just, it was like breathing air. Um, I just, you know, it was just part of the day. Uh, same thing for just like sensing things, not necessarily only seeing them. So that was just my life experience. Um, so when I was in grad school, I was supposed to do a thesis and my, um, program advisor advised me as she should, um, to do something that, uh, the way that she phrased it was pick something that you spend, uh, your nights Googling after you're, you're finished your work and you're supposed to be going to sleep. And I'm like, ghosts, <laughs> like at that time, they had never entered the conversation in any way in terms of my, my artwork or my academic work. They were just always something there was just like a niche interest, I guess, or just like a life experience that I'd had that had never become relevant in any way until I went to grad school. And it's like somebody gave me permission to basically out myself as somebody who <laughs> sees ghosts. Um, and that was the starting point of me putting it in my artwork and, and my, um, and my media, uh, expressions. Uh, and I wrote an entire graduate journalism theory about, uh, ghosts in the world of art and artists. So that is how I became a ghostbuster. <laughs> I'm over here afraid to watch Unsolved Mysteries in the daytime. And she, just <laughs> I know, right? I still have nightmares from the theme song. <laughs> oh my god. Well that's the irony. I can't watch horror stories. I can't watch horror movies, horror anything. No, it's like it's enough to live them. I don't need to like watch a whole movie. <laughs> I found it interesting that you used the term that you didn't really um, exploit until you were almost, quote-unquote, like, given permission, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I just think, being from the Caribbean, that whole element of the supernatural, right, mm -hmm. is so strong, you know, amongst all of the islands. There are all of these stories and stuff, but very few people have chosen or tried to document them in like more of that kind of official like format right mm -hmm. so um i've given um you know between our friends we'll joke around and say the story writes itself right like you yeah. just, <laughs> between you know like things in the caribbean around um even just day-to-day -day life and stuff like that like there's so much like comedy mystery thrillers like <laughs> all of that right just mm -hmm. in our caribbean experience right so yeah. i guess as you kind of started exploring that as your art and media were you did you feel like it was accepted do you feel people were like oh my god yes like how how do you feel like your work has been received 
for the most part, it's been really well received, which was so much fun. Um, I will say people in America, which is where I went to school, I went to grad school in California. So that's where I was doing this first foray into ghost exploration um, in an academic sense and in a public sense. They really loved it over there. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of a program that encouraged me to go out and do weird things as long as I kept it journalism with a capital J, you know. (laughs) Um, So with California people and with U.S. people, it was really well received. And for the most part, Caribbean people loved it because, you know, either people had had their own experiences or... They just love doppies because, you know, we <laughs> we're all obio like low level obio believers over here. Um mm-hmm. I did have one and two um people who like tried to save my soul or <laughs> tell me that I need to repent. But oh. for the most part, it was really good. I mean, one or two that that's sounds like a pretty reasonable number for like Caribbean <laughs> yeah. Christians right? right yeah no it was mainly it was mainly um some hardcore Caribbean Christians from my childhood um and I'm like you guys that this has always been a thing it's just it's only now you're hearing about it like, guys, it's not that serious it's really not <laughs> so do you want to kind of tell the listeners more about like high strangeness and kind of your concept and exploration yes okay so i should begin this by saying everything i do is called high strangeness (laughs) and i don't like it's purely by accident um it started with the youtube series that i started in 2019 High Strangeness started out as the web series, and it's only when I submitted a treatment for a film as part of like a grant, um, and my grant, like I was, I was awarded this grant to make a film. I had just called that treatment High Strangeness because I'm like, I really like this name. It's not, it's cool, it's edgy, like it's it. blah blah blah. Yeah, it's fun to say, and it's like weird. You don't even like it gets you because you're like, what? It, like what is a high strangeness I don't know it's not about ganjo so what like what is it um so that's how the film came about but I will say the YouTube web series came first the YouTube web series is about my personal experiences with the paranormal and the otherworldly and other people's experiences with the paranormal and the otherworldly so in the three episodes I've got up there it's my sister telling me about her encounter with what she believes to be her future daughter Um, And then the second episode is about this urban legend about a guy who drove over the grave of the founder of Hope Gardens, which is like this old plantation at home. Yep. You you guys saw that one, I think. Um, Yes. Which turned out to be a myth. It's a myth, guys. Um, And then the third one I had posted after a two-year hiatus. um, And it was uh, about the Shanghai Tunnels in Portland, Oregon. It was a personal story about the time I met a ghost in there. Um, So, yeah, that's that's about that. That's what High Strangeness is about on YouTube. Um, The the concept carried over into the short film in the sense that it's about doppies. My short film is about this psychic girl living with her ancestral ghosts who want to stop her from reviving the family business, which is, you know, psychic readings. Um, it's insane, but it's really fun. (laughs) 
yeah, when I watched the um when I watched the that short film, I was like, oh my god, I want the whole of this. Thank you. It was crazy. <laughs> well, what is I mean, what would it take like in your world? Because I guess, you know, the YouTube series is you know, a you thing, right? Mm-hmm. The, yes. Um, short film, you know, definitely had, you know, actors and production and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, where kind of are you in your journey of even, like, taking things to film? And Oh, know? my gosh. Well, um, I will always do YouTube because I love the freedom there. So as long as I live, I hope to be producing some form of high strangeness for the internet and some form of doppies for the internet. Um, but in terms of film, I'm actually, um, I'm hoping to go to film school next year um, because that is where I want my mainstay of creative expression to be. I love that medium. So high strangeness, the short film is, was my first official film um creation and hopefully one day there might be either a tv series or a full feature script or full feature film um for that concept so yeah right now we are we are just writing more doppy things um and I'm working on one particular story, Anushka. I can't like divulge everything because it's still a baby seed, uh, but it does happen at a particular Florida boarding school. <laughs> so, <laughs> with oh those. Possession. <laughs> I know. Where is the um, like scary music right now? Right? <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> not gonna lie, like I did not wake up and go to the bathroom at night, guys. Oh my god. No, Anushka, oh my god, I don't know if you remember this or if you were around when they were telling us this, but did you ever remember like anybody in the boarding program telling us that like oh there used to be a girl who lived here in the sixties and she died and now she like lives in the ceilings? And we were like, really? No, that's not true and then because this boarding school was pretty young i think it i think it started in either the late 50s or the 60s um and then one day it was junior year one day i got up to go to the bathroom and then like i just i heard footsteps from the ceiling and we me and anushka lived across the hall from each other on the second floor of a two-story building there should like squirrels don't have footsteps neither do raccoons i don't know Hey, I said what I said. I didn't go to the bathroom at night. <laughs> wow. Wow. There's always somebody dying in the 60s and the 40s. Eh? So there are no modern day Like, why? Like, like nobody, nobody died in 2001. And I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> I remember like Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> time period, like they have to rest before they come back and start haunting people. Now, you know, the funny so, you thing know? is, I think between me, Diddy, and this girl, Ella, I think it was like three witches living like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, well, you did name the three widows that I knew at your time. <laughs> yeah, going but to that like school, all three so. of us are into this space now, right? And yes. it's so funny that back then we were friends, but we had no idea that we were like we'd be like this. Oh, in our past lives we did. We're gonna be like I I bet in our past lives we were like, guys, this was sick. Let's do it again. And we we're like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Like Let's go haunt a boarding we, school. <laughs> in a past life, we were in a coven, and we had no idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, oh boy! 
So, Danny, you want to go ahead and ask all your ghost questions because I know you have them. Okay, before Danny gets to this, okay. I just have one, like really one. Have mm-hmm. you ever had like any like truly scary ghost encounters? Of course, Vernon, how you mean? Oh my God. And it was on the set of my of my film. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh my God. It, like, okay, Why well. Why did I just get like... because it was scary oh my god listen i will preface this by saying that every time i encounter a spirit or a ghost it is always a little bit shocking but the nice thing is most of the time i know the people i'm encountering so it's it's like kind of shocking but then it's like oh wow i've got i've got guardian angels people are looking out for me this is nice but this time no 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 oh my god so i was um we shot this film in an old house it was a legitimately old ass house built in like the 1600s so it's old um oh yeah Mm -hmm. it was it was a plantation house um i don't know if you guys call it a great house in saint lucia but uh in jamaica yeah it was a great house um so for our international listeners a great house is a plantation house um and it has survived the years and it, it like this was where we were shooting my short film and of course old houses come apart so parts of the house were being renovated uh we got access to this house to um rehearse a couple days before we shot so one day all my actors have left and i am there with the groundskeeper sharon um and the owner i know right god classic i am the girl in the movie who gets like like killed anyway (laughs) let's split up and go exploring (laughs) no oh my god scorpio moon over here um but so i like the owner of this house texts me and she um is asking me can you go take a picture of the master bedroom um bathroom because i need to send pictures to the to the contractor um And I'm like, yeah, of course. The master bedroom is um, upstairs all the way at, I know, oh my God, all the way at the end of the hall, um, last door to the left. (laughs) And so it's just me and Sharon. um, And I go upstairs. I am alone. All the doors, it's one long ass hallway with doors on either side. They are all closed. I get to the master bedroom. I go inside. I take the pictures I need to take. I send them to the to the owner of the house. And um, like I had left the door to the to the master bedroom open. And once I leave the master bathroom, I get back into the bedroom and there is somebody standing in the door. Like a tall ass man standing in the door. And it wasn't even like like a man it was like a sh- you know when you stare at the sun for too long and then you see sunspots it was that yeah, so like basically. yeah yeah it was like a sunspot shadow outline silhouette. of a yes a silhouette of a very <laughs> very tall man and he was in the doorway looking at me and it was so quick and so sudden like I just like froze because like the air just got like really really cold just for half a second and I got goosebumps and like all the hair on the back of my neck stood up and he was like staring at me and it was just like maybe one second but that one second felt like forever and he like he just it's almost like he was like okay bye and then he like (laughs) walked 
walked down the hallway. And I know this because like the door was open and you know how you have that crack where the hinges meet. Um, If the door is like kind of, yeah, I saw him pass past the hinge. Like he had got his shadow past the hinge. And like, I was so freaked out. I couldn't move for like, Two seconds, but it felt like forever again. But eventually I <laughs> I just like turned off all the lights and shot out the door. And like when I got outside of the main bedroom door, I looked down the hall and every single door is open. And I'm like, wow. Sharon, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find Sharon. So I'm like, I like shoot down the stairs and then I like go outside because Sharon is nowhere inside. And I see Sharon at like the very edge, like the periphery of this of this very large piece of land. I'm like, Sharon, were you just inside? And she's like, No, ma'am, I was out there the whole time. I'm like, Mm-mm. Great. Sharon is a ghost too, girl. <laughs> listen, listen I, I by the end of it. <laughs> Sharon is like, listen, at this point, I trust nothing. <laughs> But I was Sharon like, like, Sharon is like after seven, nope, no, sir. <laughs> oh my god! So I would say, I would say that is the scariest encounter I have had. <laughs> I think everyone's like shook right now. Yeah, that's yeah. Bad. But, that's but like, bad I guess from what you understand, from your experience and like what you understand ghost spirits, whatever to be, mm-hmm. would you say it's kind of like that, you know, like, is it that like, from your experience, is it like that in between like a purgatory thing? Is it like the, is it just like a meeting of multiple like realms and dimensions kind of or thing where stuck. there's like, Mm-hmm. You know how like people kind of dis- describe like there's a veil, you know, yes, and yes. sometimes, um, you know, spirits, whatever, are more likely to be able to come through. Mm-hmm, like on um, Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yes. <laughs> Relevant. Um, well, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, for me, it's really, really, it changes. Um I don't I I don't think I will ever stop learning about ghosts every day. I feel like I, I pick up a little bit more or I learn something new or like I have a new experience that shifts my thinking about it. But as of this moment, um, I think a bunch of things about ghosts. To me, when I think about ghosts or doppies, to me, that is different to like a spirit, you know, okay. because a spirit to me has always felt like really protective and bright and like it's like you feel the spirit of your grandmother right yeah but yeah. you see the doppy like, of an old war soldier you know okay okay yeah I get um it. yeah and and with me doppies and ghosts it always implies this kind of sadness because i am of the personal belief that ghosts appear to living people or yeah Ghosts appear to the living because they are souls that have some kind of attachment to the 3D realm. Like they have some kind of unfinished business and they think that you, the human being who still lives in the 3D, can help them. So here they are appearing to you. Um, That is what I currently have come to the conclusion about for ghosts. Okay, so which ones, which one can hurt you? Mm Mm-hmm poltergeists they are some rowdy ass 
motherfuckers. Like, do not ramp with a poltergeist. No, but I know people who have, and it's actually kind of funny. Okay, okay. (laughs) Because I have a friend, Catherine, um, my friend from college, Catherine. She lives in California, or she used to live in California, and she lived with a poltergeist for about seven years. Like, luckily, she's also a witch. Yes, oh, yes. She's also a witch, so she knew exactly what it was. But like, <laughs> must have been really good in that spot. stayed for seven years. Oh yes, I think I think it was a nice nice rent control building in California. But um, yeah, the, the poltergeist used to like hide her stuff, and like one time it no not one time several times the poltergeist locked her in her room, but she could always like fiddle her way out until like it was like the last week that she and her roommate were living in the apartment and the poltergeist fully locked her roommate into her room and they had to like screw off the door handle <laughs> she couldn't wow. get out for a long time um but that's that's an example of like one of the nicer poltergeists um poltergeists are like paranormal entities that like cause a ruckus for their own amusement and to basically voice their um voice their disapproval or voice their opinions to you, the living human being. So like those are the ones who will menace you if you are to be menaced. But I do not think that you can get seriously hurt from one of them. Like maybe they might knock over your water or turn off your light or, or (laughs) like, or move your chair and you fall down and you never get (laughs) up again. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like the, never get up again I feel like Vernon would want to be a poltergeist to his school. No, I, so here's you the, know, I believe you. Here's the thing. She's saying the whole thing about poltergeist and I believe it, but I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, and I could be wrong because, you know, I've never had an encounter of any of those things, but it's like, I feel like you can scare them away. Like they try, it's like, like oh yeah, trying, like, you know, if you back down and you show them like they have control over you, then they'll continue haunting you. But exactly. Like, like, a, you know, like a bear. Like a bear. Sure. Like yes. A exactly. back or a coyote. Yes. bigger than it. Like, no, Vernon, totally. And exactly, Adani, yes. Exactly like a bear. <laughs> it's like, I can make the guys afraid of me. Be like, oh shit, I shouldn't be here. This guy means business. I carry Yeah. No, this is that's that's exactly that's exactly the approach that you need to take if you do not want to coexist with a poltergeist. Basically, you have to say, um, "Go back to the light from whence you came." I cannot help you, and this is my space now. You are no longer welcome here. And then do whatever do whatever obio you need to to feel good. And if that doesn't work, then. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yes, the poltergeist is, you should probably move. <laughs> <laughs> the poltergeist is one that's not move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Um, you have this like connection with you know the paranormal, spiritual, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it something other people in your family mm-hmm. have? Like I know, like you have yes. a story. Your sister says she saw. You know, mm-hmm. Her, mm-hmm. but like, is it something like maybe like your mom or your yes. grandma? Okay, okay. Yes, it's a very strong maternal lineage thing in my family. My mom is, my mom is super duper psychic. She doesn't, um, she doesn't practice hers per se the way that I do as a psychic, but um, she is hyper intuitive the way that Caribbean women are, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and also, um. 
ironically, she reads the horoscopes on the radio, um, even though she doesn't necessarily believe it. Although, you know, because of me, she she now believes that the whole the astro world and the unseen world are real. But she's very psychic and she did not accept that for many years. But also my grandmother was a psychic um literally a psychic she read tea she was a nurse but she read tea leaves on the weekend and after Ooh. work um and i i do not know for sure about her mother which would be my great-grandmother but i'm i feel like she was probably intuitive as well but i do not have confirmation on that um i've got two cousins who are like a hundred percent psychic as well um one of them speaks light language. Uh, she's still figuring out how that works, but it's very, very cool. Um, and light language. What is that? oh yeah, it is God. I don't. I don't think I couldn't do it justice. It's a thing that we're all just gonna have to Google after. Okay. Um, <laughs> but it's like <laughs> for anybody listening, Google light language. It's insane. It sounds fake, but it's real. I promise you. Um, and yeah, my sister isn't overtly psychic the way that I am, but she's extraordinarily intuitive, um, and occasionally sees a ghost or two. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Adani, now you can go with all your questions. I think I, I think I, I no. So, uh, this is Adani's like favorite topic. Oh my god, shoot! I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I'm heavily invested. Mm-hmm. So, he's also a, in St. Lucia now, so he can test any theories if you <laughs> amazing. Not me, I'm sending in no um great house to go and find no tall man. Eh? All right, <laughs> you sure? You sure oh, you don't yeah. want to find any? Or, <laughs> oh, yeah. what about children? <laughs> Those are the worst. Those are the worst. They really are. Oh my I god! Will, I will kick a child. I <laughs> didn't I you will. have an experience like in the like in the forest with like? Am I making this up? No, but it wasn't a child. It was a dog. Oh, oh my god! Yes, I believe you. Animal <laughs> spirits too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, mm-hmm. but we, we'll go over that in a while. But I was going to ask, right? Other than duppies, poltergeist, spirits, mm-hmm. are there any creatures, especially I guess in Caribbean or Jamaican folklore, that you know about, have experienced? Like I know for us in Sinusha, mm-hmm. Laja Bless is a big thing. Mm. The woman in the red dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing for us here. And antibolums, yeah, which are yeah. basically little demons that you get to do your bidding, your bidding <laughs> but they yeah. do things wrongly so you have to like eventually get rid of them because they're, yeah. the, worst, they're the worst employees yeah <laughs> they are literally little children when yeah. you think about it. oh like house elves um yeah, yeah like dobby yes, yes but, exactly but a hundred times less efficient yeah. <laughs> Dobby was Dobby was Dobby wasn't that efficient. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So imagine somebody that is way less efficient. With Dobby. Yeah. I mean, Ima- now that y'all <laughs> say a Tibolom is like a house elf. Like, Dobby I mean, was a, a Tibolom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, well, hmm. in terms of, of course, we've got folklore as well. We have different versions. Like we all have Oleg and and 
uh, rolling calf, which I think every Caribbean country must have their version of rolling calf. Um, and we have River Momo, which is the, the haunted mermaid. Um, and, but in terms of me experiencing them firsthand, I never have. Um, however, I have, I do have a friend who grew up in the bushes of, of like just in the mountain. I mean, like smack in the mount, like off the grid in, um, the middle of Jamaica and she grew up with fairies, like full fairies. I don't think those are like, obviously those are not specific to Jamaica, but she did have that. And she's a very grounded human being. Like she's not, she's not off her rocker or I completely believe her. Both she and her grandmother saw the fairies. Her mom did not, but uh, from the time she was young, she saw them. And I believe that because like, I feel like, the mountains in particular, I have not seen fairies, but like I'm you sure can see how they are there, right? Yeah, like it just it just feels very magnetic, and especially in like Saint Lucia with those hills. Oh my god, I yeah, bet so I the, the, bet you feel them up there too. The funny thing is, um, my sister was actually telling me about a friend that had said she feels like she was, or that said she was um, raised by the fairies in Kubaril. Oh, so yeah. Right? So there's I an area, Kubaril, that that, mm-hmm. um, that person said she, you know, she she felt and knows like the fairies in that, that area. Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah. And um, even my grandmother said, like, even talking about these folklore things, she had mm-hmm. just kind of said and like brush it off. They have too much. She said, "Like they have too much light." There's too much light now. There's too yeah. much light now. <laughs> a lot of light. Oh, yeah. My yeah. said the same thing. She said, "Cause back in the day where you saw a lot of those things, you didn't have mm-hmm. as much light around, mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. a lot of darkness and stuff for them to hide in and that kind of stuff." But yeah, a lot of light. So all that the all of the development. Yeah. And whatnot. So yeah. I, I believe those things probably existed and probably still exist. They probably just you know. In the yeah, that have less light, so I can see how your friend had that, like in the mountains of the right. Yeah, oh my gosh, there. that's yeah. yeah, that's a great ex. That's a really, really perfect. I love that. I love that take. Yeah, makes total sense <laughs> that somebody off the grid would see this and not anybody with Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> The Wi-Fi is like having salt in your in your doorstep. Exactly. <laughs> or like sage on the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So um your three episodes, right? The mm-hmm. Future Daughter, Graveyard Hope Gardens, and Ghost in Shanghai Tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um now before I go any further, Ghost in Shanghai Tunnels. Mm-hmm. I knew about them. I lived in Portland yeah. for three years. But oh I, my god! No way! Have, oh my I've god! Never, I've never been, right? But <laughs> oh. anybody who's been to Portland knows the city slogan is "Keep Portland Weird." So yes. I'm not. I'm not even shocked that you smell <laughs> perfume down there because some weird um. stuff happens in Portland per hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I love Portland. It's so weird. <laughs> Oh yes, it's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> I mean, from time there was a place called Voodoo Donuts. I knew that I know. was gonna be a, a special place. <laughs> oh my god. It's just it's it's just like a witch dream. All of Portland. Yeah. And they're heavily into the spirituality and, and all yep. that kind of stuff over there. 
Mm -hmm. And they they have the forest and darkness for it as well. Oh my gosh. It's just so perfect. It's, oh, yeah. (laughs) So which of those are your favorites? Um, And then like, where do you see it going like in the, in the future? Like, are you going to give more of your own experiences or are you going to like in the second episode, go and find stories and and explore them? Ghostbusters them. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, the possibilities are endless. Okay, so in terms of favorite episode, um, I am not sure. I think as of right now, I think my personal favorite episode is Future Daughter, where my sister tells me about her experience encountering the the apparition she believes is her future daughter, because my sister does not believe in many things like and as somebody who knows her sister when i yes. watched that i was like oh shit lisa is shook like yes i was she's watching that and she recorded like, some blurry project type yeah. like, like, oh, no but let me tell you like lisa is like generally like chill not really like moved by much whatever. no so when i was watching it i was like She's she would not be that good an actress, like no, <laughs> not at all. Genuinely, like moved. Like she, like she was just she was shook when she told me. I remember the first time she told me, she was like, "I think something happened today." <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> tell me more. Um, so I think that might be my favorite one, only because of the person telling it and how. Just how genuinely affected she was. Um, But um, in terms of future episodes, I'm so excited. Guys, I think I say this in every single YouTube video I have. I have so many stories that I want to share with the world just out of the pure (laughs) joy of sharing it with the world. It's genuinely exciting. So like... I want to tell other people's stories, but also I think I'm going to first tell all of my own or just like a select few of my own um, and also do some where I explore some urban legends a la Hope at uh, Grave at Hope Gardens um, because there are quite a few of those in Kingston as well. But I just I just have so many personal stories, so I will likely start there. Um, But in the future, future, I am hoping to to get more of other people's experiences because the more I do this, the more people like message me on Instagram with their own stories that they've never told anybody. I cannot tell you how many people per month, like people I know, people I don't know, like DM me, text me. Sometimes I get voice notes and they're like, my girl, you will never believe this, except maybe you will because you're you. <laughs> like I have a friend who just went to Cambridge and she's like, listen, I've been quarantining and I'm pretty sure I just got possessed by an old man just for two hours, but he was there. What? <laughs> I'm like, I believe you. Listen, okay. girl, hang so, tight. So when, when they tell you these things, like, do you just like listen or do you like try to like document it, you know, for so just in case you want to come back? Because I would feel like somebody tell me mm. that like, I'm like, let's document this. Oh, yeah. I decide to put out an episode or something. Oh, yes. Like, the form of documentation that I have is just the messages we have. But, like, I also have a photographic memory. So, I remember everything always to my benefit and also to my detriment. And I... That's how you did so well in school. Yes, it did come in really, really handy. But my girl, so did you. (laughs) I ain't got photographic memory for shit. (laughs) 
I was just, it, it, I just relied on my share brilliance is all. Um, but no, I, I documented it in terms of like screenshots and like I have them in folders on my hard drives called other people's stories. Um, and it's just, it's a rich playground of just weird and creepy ass shit. It, it brings I, I me so much meant- joy. I think you meant high strangeness. Yes. Oh, I love you. Yes. <laughs> high strangeness folder number 85. <laughs> I have a question. Do you, so two questions. One, do you feel like um, you like experience more of these things in Jamaica or abroad? Like, or do you think it's the same? And then like because even for me like i don't know if it's like a home thing or ancestral thing like i just feel like you feel more connected to uh, personally i feel more connected like to the land and the space like in oh, yeah. Lucia versus like certain parts of up here mm-hmm. the, like mm-hmm. yeah for sure um personally i do feel super connected to jamaica and also like the Caribbean just has very rich history in general. Um, like, so do the places that we're living, um, meaning like Texas and, and the time that I spent in, in California and then the time that we spent in Florida. Everywhere has its history, but the Caribbean has like some gnarly history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that because of how much, like, how much darkness there was, a lot of that got trapped um, in the energy and it's just been like lingering and because we come from the Caribbean we pick up on it easier than if like some someone who is not from the Caribbean would pick so up. the thing that I thought when you ex- explained it was mm-hmm. almost like there's still blood in the soil. You know oh yeah. Like yeah. 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 Um, my other question was do you feel that in chasing or looking for these stories like mm-hmm. they may become more elusive because you know mm-hmm. how like like you when you're looking for something you can't find it but mm-hmm. when you're not looking for it it comes mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. um i i had that i had i had a question like that for her mm-hmm. well kind of similar but more the opposite because i would think in her like looking for it it opens her up to different like even like ones that she wants not looking to stop for. it right like how yep. you stop it yeah you don't want it so oh I my gosh both sides of that right <laughs> yes well they're both excellent questions okay so i would say more vernon is my experience um it's like since i publicly acknowledge that this is a thing this is part of my life experience and like since i look more into it i don't think i've ever chased a story i think Almost every single time the story has come to me and like I just I just pick it up or I just open the door and then it just keeps coming like it just keeps flowing. Um, And like the more it comes is the more it comes. I I feel like it, it just it doesn't stop. So what I had to learn to do is to draw energetic boundaries with the unseen world. <laughs> like it's the same thing with psychic stuff where like just everything comes in so much empaths feel it this way psychics feel it this way 
just you have to learn how to close the door. Otherwise, you will be bombarded and you will lose control. So I've had to learn through uh, my magical teacher in L.A., um, Naha Armady. She was the person who taught me how to um, set boundaries with unseen things and the unseen world. And there were times in my life where I was like, listen, I am so overwhelmed. I... I'm closing the door. I am not open for business. I am unavailable. And that was like, like right when I moved home from LA um, in 2018, like August, 2018, I was just, I, I so loved LA. I was not, I did not want to move home. And I was just so overwhelmed and depressed. And I was like, I cannot have one more thing on my plate. <laughs> So I had to declare that um, and it worked. Like I didn't see anything, hear anything, feel anything for like a good half a year. That may have been the energetic boundaries, but it also may have been like extreme depression. I have no idea. <laughs> but we'll never know. <laughs> Did you want to be closed off to it for so long? Yes. Okay. Like it was just, I was just so overwhelmed. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. By comparison, I remember there was some, there was something, I don't remember what year, but uh, things started to appear to me. And one time I was outside and I was looking at the moon and out of frustration of like getting these kind of sort of messages and like not understanding or like not knowing what to do with it. I like looked at the moon. <laughs> And I just said, whatever you have to show me, just show me. Right? Yeah. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. But, uh, but I said it kind of like in a frustration and I was outside walking my dog. And I swear, after I said that, I swear I saw like a figure of like an animal like walk by. No, mm -hmm. it was not a bobcat. It was Did like <laughs> almost like the size of like a... You know, like a big, uh, a big cat, like a leopard yes. or something yes. like so that. And no, but <laughs> when I, um, I ended up speaking to my aunt about it, who mm. you know is, you know, she was, um, you know, kind of in that space and world, whatever. Yeah. And she said, "Don't, don't just ask for something or open yourself up to something that you don't know you are ready to receive, because mm -hmm. in the same way that you." just make that pronouncement it could be something good to come to you or it could be something bad right so yeah um just be very very careful kind of in these spaces mm -hmm. so um kind of in that vein and since as much as it's old territory it's new territory for a lot of people right mm -hmm. yeah so if there is someone on this podcast or someone who has had these experiences, right? You were like in LA that, you know, had those resources and kind mm -hmm. of, you know, people that you could maybe find a support and like mm -hmm. maybe the Caribbean, is it, you know, like you said, you had somebody to help guide you and that, yes. you know, even if there may be people like that, it's not something that would be spoken about. It's not, you yeah. know what I'm saying? There's yes. still, like this shroud of mystery. Mm -hmm. um, and then even going down the Google rabbit hole, are you sure you want to Google? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so like how does one navigate um 
seeing spirits, closing off, you know, like, or begin to navigate or find resources to manage. Damn. Okay. Well, (laughs) hair, hair is the first thing I recommend for people. Um, Never forget that you are in control. Like, even if you are terrified, you are in control of, of yourself and your experience. So if you are having too many things come at you at once, if you have no idea what's going on, at the very least, you can declare, please do not show yourselves to me. I cannot help you right now. And then you've given yourself some time to like feel out what it is that you want to do in terms of resources to help you develop that more, because I cannot tell you how much access to resources has helped me like learn how to navigate my own space. There is the best school in LA for um, it's called 22 teachings um, school of hermetic arts and sciences. And I just call it magic school because that's a long name. But um, they're a really, really wonderful school for learning about intuition and learning about the unseen space um, and the magical mysteries. And that is where my teacher, Naha, teaches. It's, It's based in LA, but there are so many things that are free online and so many of their courses are online. So if you are somebody listening to this and you want to learn more about your own experiences and what they could be meaning to you and you're like ready to to go into it more seriously, I would highly recommend um, looking at that because that is where I first went in order to, to like gain a more official knowledge of what was going on for me. Um, And also like never underestimate your own power to like talk and communicate directly with the unseen world. Like sometimes people like I am a psychic, but, and, and like, (laughs) I help interpret and translate messages from the unseen world with people, but people always assume that they need somebody else to translate messages or experiences that they are having themselves when like they are fully capable of doing that for themselves. So if you are overwhelmed and you want to know more, I hear Anushka and I hear your aunt when she says, don't just ask for something like you, you don't know what you're, you don't know what you're opening up yourself to, but see what happens when you sit down and, and like you ground yourself and you meditate and you ask the universe, if I am ready to receive something or like specify whatever it is, please show it to me. But if yeah, not, I, I trust. <laughs> and I think like the difference in like what I did versus what you explain is like having that intention and being grounded mm-hmm. before you ask it, right? So not out yeah. of anger, frustration, you know, like not just mm-hmm. like as a pure emotional response, but being like grounded and, you know, fully yeah. into like what you are. And um, I mean, just kind of leaning into your intuition is like that first step because one of the things I was thinking is your intuition will guide you to like resources to be like mm, mm-hmm. that feels right mm, that feels shady you know like yes. kind of kind of sort of thing exactly yeah. I agree 
your intuition is very powerful and more people should trust their intuition, I find, <laughs> in general. Man, it's a we we would have literally been casting spells and stuff in boarding school. I know. Nothing before it's time. We can always cast spells at the boarding Ooh. school another day. <laughs> and, and there's some old man walking next to your room and saying you are playing with powers oh. that you couldn't possibly comprehend <laughs> <laughs> and then like there's lightning in the background is that like, oh. a, a dopey alligator crawls so, out of the pond yeah exactly so so oh. in in boarding school, y'all never did any of the creepy stuff y'all saw on like um, Western TV, like a Ouija board. No, we went to the mall. We went to the mall and went to movies. Mall and Cheesecake Factory, yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. So for, for the most part, y'all didn't really trouble the ghosts. No, <laughs> we did not. There was that one night though we were on the playground late at night. I don't know if you were in that. Yes, of course I remember. And I have that one picture of Bexy sitting on the fence um, in the dark with a palm tree in the background. That is one of my favorite pictures of all time. Um, I remember that fondly. <laughs> all right. Well, Diddy, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast and sharing oh my all your really wild, mm-hmm. you know, experiences. I'm looking forward to more episodes of um, Stranger. Yes. Um, Hi, Stranger. Yes. Me too, guys. Yeah. Honestly, me too. I, I think about it and I am jazzed. Too. You're so mad about yeah. episode two. Like they had me. I was like, damn. No, Vernon. Like, psych, you didn't die. I was like, Vernon, you know when I go to that part in episode two, you know what it reminded me of? The Devil's Bridge in St. Lucia. Right. Oh, that, yeah. I, I was like, Basically, oh, there's this bridge in the south of St. Lucia, right? And mm-hmm. people swear that a man wanted the bridge built so he could go and see his lover or something. Yeah. And the devil said that he could build a bridge in one day, but he, the man had to sacrifice um something. And the man, when the bridge was built, the man just sent his dog across. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. now, that is the, the funny, worst. The funny thing is, right, you ask anybody in Tennessee about this and they know the story of the Devil's Bridge. You mm-hmm. ask the people who live in the area and they're like, no, um, we were actually hired to work on that bridge and it took us a couple of months. There's no, <laughs> there's no Devil's Bridge. There's no Devil's Bridge. I got paid to build that bridge. Yeah, so no. we were working <laughs> on that bridge hard. Yeah, we were casting rocks and breaking stones and laying asphalt. Oh yeah, there's no devil doing any of that work there. The only devil was the sun. <laughs> I also see it in your future for you to be a traveling duppy storyteller. Like, oh, I sure hope so. That would be so much fun. Like, can you imagine how many stories exist just in the Caribbean alone? Like, I would love to be, I would love to do this all over the world, but just in the Caribbean, yeah. we could fill, we could fill many hours. I feel like of the, yeah, the Caribbean would have so many. Yeah. Like you oh my gosh! Doing that yeah. before you actually left and went yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. I feel oh like my gosh! Like Lucia alone probably has like yep. so many things. Our, yes, our folklore episode that we did, we were just thinking that like with all the stories that it were in Saint Lucia and the Caribbean alone, there should be like some Tyler Perry studio for just <laughs> Caribbean yes. like 
folklore stories, horror, and movies, and that kind of stuff. Like, that would be cool. Like, I am I, so surprised that the Caribbean doesn't have a bigger yeah, horror. I would genre. love to see a Tibolom run across the screen in an EMC movie theater. Just like, oh my god! <laughs> just like one day, Adani. One day, <laughs> like like the Gremlins, but Caribbean. Like you. Know? <laughs> and it, and it ends. It ends with the 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 wise old man sending it to one fill a bucket with holes. With, with water in the sea and like it never comes back <laughs> oh my god that's amazing i love that well i mean just don't be surprised if i call you one day and ask you for more details because i'm going to write this out we're um, ready yeah oh that would be so fun i, I had a whole tibolum script already like you know from creation oh, right, <laughs> oh amazing all, all the way <laughs> <laughs> i cannot wait i would watch it well, guys, huh, it's been a thrilling episode. <laughs> Very exciting. Um, I don't know. We should do this again. But until then, yeah, before, we, wait, before we go, before we go, oh, my. Right? before we go, right? We cannot yeah, have yeah. this episode and not discuss if you guys have any plans for Halloween, regardless of if you're in America uh-huh. or the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just sighing. Okay, so I'll go first. Okay. Personally, I I do not like Halloween. I do not have any like sentiment to like you know like yeah, I, I don't have any kind this. of connection with it. So it's not like in the past. I've always seen like dressing up as more of like a burden and a stress than like. like fun oh my god i'm excited and we've always been super last minute about like when we've you know had to dress up this year we technically have two invites to two different halloween parties but we're kind of like eh. and also we still live in covidious times so there's that (laughs) um so that's where we stand i go as a vaccine you'll scare a lot of people oh (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) oh <laughs> uh, well Pfizer and Modern goes across Vax first dose second dose Charlie will be the oh. booster shot first dose second dose booster oh my god that's so cute um Total opposite for me October is my favorite month this is my favorite season the season of the witch and uh, unfortunately, in Jamaica, it's not as big of a thing. That was one of my favorite things about America is how seriously they took Halloween. I'm like, yes. Um, I'd, I've never really dressed up too many Halloweens only because I just I could never get it together in time. I, yeah. I really wanted to go as Miss Cleo for the past <laughs> couple of years. And it's just never happened. But it you will know, one day. <laughs> All you need is no, no, uh, freaking headset. Call my number. You have to say. It. You said you would. You have to say. It. What does she say again? Call me now for your free call, reading. Oh my god! Call me now for your free reading. Oh my god! You guys, you know I have a post that's like me on a lying on a beach with a shell to my ear that says one eight hundred Island Mystic. <laughs> <laughs> I will find it and send it to you. Um, but I don't I don't have any Halloween uh, 
plans this year. I was supposed to be um, in California with my boyfriend and I was hoping to go as um, Chloe, no, uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker because uh, we kind of remind me of them. <laughs> but, but it's not happening. Maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Adani? Um, unfortunately, we still kind of under lockdown, so not much going to be happening here. But mm-hmm. in the future, I hope to finally fulfill my lifelong Halloween dream and go somewhere as Morpheus mm. <laughs> and have a blue pill and a red pill and just do that all night long. <laughs> I could oh my God. you living that up, though. Oh, I would I love hope- to. I hope that we are at the same Halloween party when that happens. Well, most likely I'll be on the West Coast, so we'll make something happen. Oh, my God. Hopefully I, too, will be on the West Listen, this is a future plan that will happen. <laughs> Putting it out there into the universe. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, it's been another episode of the Caribbean Millennials Podcast. We're out.